all the fiddling with the mic out of the way. Yes. Hello, and welcome to uh, Dropping the X, the Unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast, episode question mark. I am Dame Dr. Foxy Brown, and I am joined by Ed the Grimson. Hey, yo, what's happening, podcast land? You want to say podcast lovers? Uh-huh. Yeah, probably. Podcast lovers out there. At this point, Ed is pretty much taking over the second chair. I'm sure that when Diego comes, we're going to have to fight for supremacy. So that should be yep. fun. Um, today, mm-hmm. we have one piece of news, which is on the, I guess, projected manga sales, because it's December. Uh, but so far, yeah, between November 19th, 2012, and November 17th, 2013, so they do a weird November to November thing. Um, total manga sales ranking, Hunter Hunter comes in at number 8, with 4,231,475 total copies sold in that calendar year. So, yeah. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. But man. And, and like, this How many year, came out? At, I don't know. Two? Maybe? <laughs> but like, like, three at the most. But they were buying, people are buying back issues because they see, like, okay, it's getting released on a semi-annual basis. So, it's safe to buy them. But what's cool, what's really cool about this list, as compared to last year's list, is yeah. that One Piece didn't murder everything like they did last, that they did last year. Because last year they yeah. sold 60-something million. This year it's reasonable 18.1 mm-hmm. million copies. Like Attack on Titan, which is boist, uh, bolstered by the anime. Um, sold 15.9, so they yeah. sold like 2.2 million more. It's not that bad. It makes bad. Yeah. it makes it makes the whole picture look like okay, maybe we could do this. Like maybe yeah. maybe like what? Maybe at some point, like people are gonna start hating it because it's like going that way. At some mm. point, like will be competition. Yeah, right? like like we just gotta get like Tagashi like in a room doing work. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do that. See, but the problem but, uh, is, if we get a, a solid year of work from him, mm-hmm. we'll probably never get anything from him again. Like, yeah. that'll probably... If he, if he had to release manga every week for... I think it'll be... It'll, I think it'll come up to, like, 49 weeks, something like that, because of the holidays mm-hmm. and stuff, and the breaks and whatnot that they do. Yeah. So if he releases us 49 chapters in a year, I feel like he'll somehow find a way to end Hunter Hunter in those 49 chapters. Like, even if he has other stuff planned out, he's just gonna be like, oh, this hard work, is, this is rough. Like, I don't need to be a person who works for a living. I just be done. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. Ah, uh, that's not gonna work. Uh, maybe we can have him do a repeat of, uh, what was it? Of this year, where he did how many chapters? This year? I, I don't I don't think it was that many. It, it, you mean mm. like from The last time he came back. From yeah. he started in 2012 12? when he came back until mm. today, he probably did around that amount, 30, 40 chapters, something like that. Yeah, we just have in, to have him do that again. In two years? Maybe, yeah. I guess that could work. I mean, at least that could keep things going about. Maybe. <laughs> God, please come back to Gossip. We're dying, man. Come on. So, um, aside from that, we have episode 106, episode 107, 
Nov and Morale is episode 106, and Return and Retire is episode 107. And like we usually do when we have to cover multiple episodes, the recap is going to be jumbled because it's just going to be like as we remember stuff that's important. Yes. Um, but general overview of the two episodes, the battle between Morale and Leol starts in episode 106 and finishes in 107. Um, we have Nov entering um, the palace in East Corto. Um, we have Palm's plan to enter the palace, also as a, like a little side, just in case, bridge kind of thing. Sexy time. Yeah, that unfortunate, mm-hmm. um, sexy time. Which is it, it, it's weird because like, you know, if you want to be a prostitute, fine, but yeah. like when the client is a creepy dude like Bizef who's like sneaking you in in meat trucks. Yeah. Um, kind of have to be worried about your safety and there's also yeah, like palm is clearly the like they're clearly afraid all of them are afraid obviously but they're afraid mm-hmm. for different reasons seems like the other girls are like afraid he won't like them and he'll send them back to wherever they came from on earth and palm is more afraid of okay if i do this wrong and i attract the attention of the wrong people i could get killed or i could end up the fate worse than death which is the one that that Nov imagines uh, when he feels Pito's Nen, yes. where he's going to get dissected. And I like how they did it, like, cutely, where he's, like, a wooden doll. <laughs> and, like, you see that, like, his his brain is, like, laid flat, and you see the needles in the brain. And then, like, instead of organs, he has the, the sweets from the cards, the hearts, diamonds, spades, and clubs. Yes. <laughs> Which is just... It's it's adorable and it's weird. It's adorable and horribly creepy at the same time. I don't know how that works. They 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 need to teach a master class in doing that. Because yes. that, that has to be very difficult um, to conceive of. Um, we also have a, a little bit of Gone and Killua in the, the second episode. Um, but yes. it primarily, both episodes primarily deal with uh, love, morale, where they're at. In the plan, because if you remember from episode uh, 105, they mm-hmm. split up um, so that Nov could go and enter the palace and set his little portals for them to use strategically in three days, apparently. And Morale, um, having noticed, um, ah, I forgot the names, Welfin and Rodova, I think is the name of the lobster dude. I know they said it. And the name Welfin sounds right. That's that's Wolfman. Welfin is definitely right. The name of the lobster guy though confused me because the name that he said and the name in the subs are different. And I'm sure that's just like okay, here's an English pro- approximation of whatever joke it is they're making with this name. Cuz it's like I see the name, it's like Blovuda. But then, like, if you say it with the katakana, it's like Budovuda. <laughs> I think it's Bordova or something, or Bravoda. Yeah. One of those. Something so, like that. Like, fucking, like, Japan, like, to them, the letter B sounds like the letter B. So. So, like, I was feeling good because I made a mental note of his name. And then as soon as I went to say it, I forgot what it was. Like, all the letters are there, but I, I don't know. So. Those two guys um, were who Morale expected to fight, but he, Leol, sent them off to deal with something else so he could fight Morale one-on-one because he's like, okay, this is a really cool, strong guy. 
if I beat him, I'm going to get extra kudos with Pito and the King, and that's going to put me in a better position to stab them in the back. Hopefully I'll get one of them to say, you owe me, or I owe you one. Like, that's... I feel like just that plan in general, so I unrealistic. Mean, but like, like, with how evil and horrible powerful they are. And I mean, good luck getting to see them use their abilities. Cause yes, that too. When's that going to happen ever? Mm-hmm. So... Which one do you want to talk about first? Like, Nov trying to go all Metal Gear? Or, um... Let's go with that, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> when we when we left off with Nov in, in 105, he wasn't aware that there's basically nobody in the palace. There's, like, 20 ants total or something like that. And no humans except for BZF. And, of course, these girls that nobody knows he just trucked in. Um, yes. So, Morale is doing his best attempt to stay out of the light he's like running from corner to corner and he's getting really really confident i think as it goes it's like he made it to the outside he's like okay cool this is the this is the, the exit portal for the outside he gets into like the the inner gardens area or whatever and he's like okay yes. let me drop one of these like, this, is, this is good like no one's coming i might be able to get inside so he maneuvers his way inside it's right by the, the staircase, and he drops the portal down, and he's like, okay, I'm at the staircase. I could get further in. I could get up these stairs, get on the second floor, and set a portal somewhere where it'll really hurt them if we show up from it. And just as he's patting himself on the back for his bravery, or, I'm sorry, I think I skipped a part. Yeah, yeah. where he, he, he uh, downs in between, and Between, I think, yeah. the second portal and the third portal, or just before mm-hmm. the, third, the second portal. Yes. Um, this poor ant, looking all confused with the big wobbly eyes, comes out and just, like, turns and sees him and he's like, nope. And he jumps and he does his scream ability, which, um, he could basically throw it over any body part. And it's basically, like, opening a portal right there. And when he closes it right over that body part, he effectively... Cuts it cleanly. (laughs) Decapitates the dude. With space. Um... So he falls, he goes to fall, sorry. And then like, mm-hmm. Nov like jumps behind him. He's like, whoa, can't have you making noise and alerting all the guards that aren't here, clearly. And he like drags the body over, rests it down. Yeah, and he's like, oh shit, like, I think there's more. And then there's not. <laughs> yeah, because nobody shows up. And then he just disposes of the body and he goes to step forward. Because he's still nervous from the idea that there may be more ants in the palace. Uh, he steps in a bunch of blood. He's like, ooh, this could be bad. So he takes off his shoes, and now he's running around the palace barefoot because he, he doesn't care about hygiene. He clearly thinks that they clean up the palace properly. Yes. So he <clears throat> drops the third portal um, right by the staircase. He's like, all right. Like he's psyching himself up to go upstairs. And as he gets ready to say, I got this, uh, some Nen comes like floating ominously down. Just very, like, like almost, like, I feel like it's almost, it's almost liquid-like, but it's just, like, it's pretty much, like, like smoke. It's it's heavier than air, obviously. Yeah. And it's, it kind mm-hmm. of is moving like a poisonous cloud, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so that, it, it didn't come all the way down the stairs. No. But. He just needed to look at it. He was moving like it was going to come down the stairs. And he, he's like, 
I know in this exact moment that I am not going up those stairs. There is nothing that could get me to go up there. And mm-hmm. he's, he's thinking about how, like he's rationalizing to himself and to the audience, I guess, about how yes. it's not that I'm afraid of death. I'm not afraid of death. I'm like, whatever. What mm-hmm. am I actually afraid of is that I'm going to get dissected and they're going to find out every mm-hmm. one of my secrets, including whatever it is I know about the king and this plan. He's like, no, no matter what, 100%, I can't allow it to happen. So he leaves. Yeah, but but he decides to just drop a an exit next to the stairs. He's like, this is good enough. Yeah, like, instead of going through the portals, he's, it looks like he just ran from the palace, which is the best. Um, he's running up the hill, like, in the rain, and he's just like, like, I, I don't get it. Um, and for now, that's like the end of, of him. Uh, whereas Raul is walking and Leal kind of comes over on a bridge and sees him. And he's like, you know, this guy is about as strong as G2, maybe a little bit stronger. And Leal's like, okay, I'm going to be your um, enemy in this moment. And he's like, I thought I was going to fight. The, a lobster and a wolf. He's like, nah, I said that to do something else so we could have this private time. He's like, cool, I appreciate that. Anyway, and he just runs. Bye. Because <laughs> he's like, he's got to buy time for Nolf because at this moment, he doesn't know um, where he is in relation to setting the portals and all that. So he bounces off and he all's like, okay, cool, but that won't help you. And they run away, they end up in an underground church. And then you see him pull out his little MP3 player. And I forgot the name of the band that he said. Black Planet. So he's like, have you heard of this group? They're really cool. Um, Their second album so awesome. It's like reading a good book. It's like, I got I got the album on here. It's like, it's exactly 16 minutes long. So I guess it... it that's in his head. Cause, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. That part, so, yeah. It's like, that it gives for a good rhythm and whatnot. And Ross like, oh, this is going to suck. It's like, I'm really bad at fighting people who like the same things I like. And he pulls out, um, he prints out one of the IOU strips and then tears it up and, of course, disappears into, like, Nen dust. And then he um, summons this surfboard and he says it's a trident, right? That looks yes. like tongs with an extra metal prong. Yeah, that looks like um, one of the like the little tool sets you get when you buy a fucking uh, like a little barbecue set. <laughs> it's, it's way too small. Like when he called yeah. it a trident, I was like, really? I, no, like my first trident. <laughs> so he, he goes on to say that this ability could only be used when it's raining and he calls it in Anuma or something like that. In Anuma, I believe. And then when he summons it, the wave, like, Morale is like, I like what you're doing here. Like, that ability belongs to someone I know. And you, if you killed him and stole his ability, you are not a cool guy. It's my buddy. It's my Dachi. Grachan. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'd kill nobody for this ability. <laughs> I'm just borrowing it. It's like, just borrowing it. That's what thieves always say. It's like, no. I don't know how you're misinterpreting what I said, but I'm borrowing this ability. And he keeps ins- insisting that the ability's not his, and I guess it's to say, like, if you're using an ability that doesn't belong to you, you'll never be able to use it 
the way the original creator of the ability can. And he's like, oh yeah, we'll take this a bit, this t- like attack I made with it, the tornado. It's like um, a whirlpool attack. Yes. And basically, that was supposed to hit morale down into the whirlpool, mm, so that like he could him stuck, so yeah. he could spare him with the tridents. And yeah. as he's talking to himself, saying he's going to do this, and he pulls back his arm, and then morale is gone. And he like surfaces away from the whirlpool. He's like, "How'd you do that?" He's like, "Oh, I just like exhaled." And yeah, because they do show us, uh, spe- like specifically show uh, morale inhaling right before he gets hit with the, the, the tornado. So he like when he exhales, they do a little cartoon rendition of him getting out. And he exhales. <laughs> yeah. The smoke that he has like pushes him outside of the the whirlpool, which enables him to surface unharmed. So he's like, "Okay, you figured that out. I got something else for you." And he's like, "Giant wave," and he like blasts him with it. And yes. like, um, Moral had told them like, "My lung capacity is greater than anybody on Earth." So basically. You pick the perfect ability to use for me to beat you. And he, he's sitting there on top of the Wiz, all confident, like, like, okay, it doesn't matter what he does. I just have to wait for him to surface, because at some point he has to breathe, right? So he starts seeing a bubble off to the side, and he's like, okay, let me, let me get ready to stab him or hit him with this board as soon as um, he surfaces. Sees another set of bubbles and another and another and another, and he's like, "Wait a second, I know what he's doing. He's probably on the bottom with his pipe, um, turning the smoke into a hose with six different branches, and breathing up through the water so that it confuses me. But I still got this." And then as he he goes to move forward, he starts to feel dizzy and out of sorts, and he's just like, "Wait." How did he poison me? I don't remember him doing anything beforehand. And, like, he... The board disappears, and the dude summoned a gas attack. I mean, a wave attack with water without being able Mm -hmm. to swim. Which threw me. Yeah. Like, surely you would have thought this plan out better. Summoned so much water, and you can't swim. And then, of course, the the poison uh, takes over. And he he's basically immobile as he drops down to the bottom. And you see Morale sitting down there all confidently, um, exhaling through his pipe. And, like, they have eye contact. And Leo, like, acknowledges, okay, I was right. That's what he was doing. And he's like, yeah, guy, you thought you had it, but I poisoned you. And I poisoned you with something that was in the room all along. Mm-hmm. When he inhaled, he sucked in a bunch of... Um, carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and then just exhaled it in concentrated fashion along with the carbon dioxide built up in his body um, right at dude and yeah turns out that's really effective yeah because that tends to bond well carbon dioxide does anyway it tends to bond Mm -hmm. um, with your red blood cells over oxygen which is it has to be a trick of living things and just how stupid everything is Yes. That, okay, here's the thing that'll kill you, and here's the thing that you need for life. 
You know what your body actually prefers over the thing you need for life? The thing that will kill you. So that's yep. fun. Always. So he like <laughs> he gets poisoned and drowns and is just down at the bottom there. And he's like, because dude said that he just borrowed the ability from Gracha and they didn't kill him. More than likely he's still alive somewhere and he's getting his ability back. Which fine. And he just swims out and leaves. So we got um, Palm, who was dealing with the old man, who picked the ridiculously tall girl. Yeah, he was like, "Ooh, you're the you're like three of me. Like, <laughs> you're coming back to my room first. Your legs are amazing." And mm. he tells the other girls, "Like, go to your rooms." And like, how do they even know which one is theirs? He didn't like assign rooms or houses because there's like five houses there. So I, I guess they just went wherever. Takes the girl in. Then, um, later, Palm knocks on the door with, like, some ice tea, probably. Possibly, I don't know, maybe. So like, I brought you something cool to drink. Maybe something alcoholic, I don't know. And he's just like, what are you doing here? And then she blushes. He's like, this is interesting. You, tall girl, leave. My penis senses are tingly. <laughs> so they go inside, and she barely drugged whatever it was he drank so he's yeah. like passed out on the bed while she's accessing his computer and because of her ability um with the crystal ball which is really what they wanted to use so when she's seen someone she can track their movements um so she she pops out her contacts and she's like okay i've seen everything that he's done so i'm gonna go out of here find the king in them and look at them my master plan hasn't gone much further than that yeah. as to how I'm going to see them and live. But I'm going to see them and then that's the, that's the backup. Like, so they could trace the movements of the king and the royal guard uh, simultaneously while they're entering the palace. Yeah. So they don't run into people, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. So she makes it out of the warehouse to the same area Nov was when the Nen started coming down the stairs. And this time, it's clearly somebody else's Nen. Um, yeah, it looked different, definitely. The one before was purplish. Mm -hmm. This time, it's like this red, red Nen mm -hmm. that looks a lot more like murder. Yes. So she sees it, and she's like, I gotta do what I came here to do. But I don't know. And then it looks like it's coming down to like envelop her. Yes. So we kind of don't know where that goes from there. Um, or maybe we do, but we're not telling you because you guys don't know yet. Yeah. So um, Nov having escaped is just like, I don't understand how Gon and Killua have the fortitude to have felt that man. And he's like at a much closer, like, Pizza was in their faces, basically. Like, how did you feel his Nen up close like that? And you still want to fight this guy? Like, he's like, is it for your friends? Is it to save the world? And I'm just like, hey, obviously it's the revenge thing. But it's, I feel like it's also because they're children. Like, there's less of a conception of danger in children. Um, Definitely. And I think that's kind of why... We like to, to pose a certain type of literature with, with child heroes because they're going to take risks 
that adults won't take. You're going to go into danger that adults will just steer all the way away from. Like, who wants to go play on train tracks? No adult. Except the ones mm-hmm. that are, like, suicidal. And that was their plan. Adults are usually like, nah, not a good idea. At some point, any train can come by. Someone's going to trip. They're going to get sawed in half. It's going to be terrible and bloody Horrible. and gruesome. And mm-hmm. I just don't want to be out here that and the people who actually work on the train tracks may find us and possibly beat us or get us arrested so but kids of a certain age who live in an area where there it's possible to be near train tracks or possibly a train yard be like hey this sounds like fun no one could possibly get hurt and just go off and do that probably even try and run in front of the train as it's coming because nothing says bravery like nearly getting yourself or someone else killed. So, Always. So I think that's that's a big part of it. Yes, mm-hmm. is obviously that, that Gon wants to get revenge um, for Kaito, and Killawar wants to help Gon. But I think there's also that element of they're not thinking about this long term. Like, obviously everyone else is concerned with okay, if these ants get out of this area and into the human world and start reproducing with human women or whatever things could get really out of hand really quickly and a lot of people will die and I think they are concerned to an extent with the possibility that people may die but it's more personal for them they can't really see that happening yet and like that's what you kind of have to keep in even though they act differently from other shonen heroes like it's important to remember that they're still kids and it explains their behavior 90% 90% of the time. So, um, after Morale defeats Leol, like, he realizes, um, whether through talking to Nov or whatever, that dude is out of commission. Like, he'll help them get in the palace because he already laid the portals, but you can't count on him to fight. Um, Kilowell has awakened in a really, really sketchy hospital uh, with Ikalgo by his side. And he's like, okay, it's time for me to go, because I have plans. And this nurse comes in that you could feel the evil aura, like, peeling off of. It's like, you're not going anywhere until you pay me. And it's, I think, one point something billion do- million dollars. Yeah, it was pretty, I think it was in the millions. And he's like, yeah, okay, I don't have my wallet, so just let me go and I'll come back and pay you. He's like, no, because I'm not stupid. And, and this is like a fucking underground hospital where, like, obviously where all the mafia dudes come get patched up. We've heard this before. It's like, just, there's no way I'm letting you leave without paying. He's like, all right, fine. Can I use the phone, please? Like, sure, you can use the phone. And then, like, Killua picks up the phone. And as he goes to dial the number, he's like, yeah, that'll be 10,000 Jenny a minute. It's like, just go away before I kill you. Yes. He's like, or woman, whichever, just walks off and leaves. He calls Gon, of course, and gets the report. Where Gon is like, Killua, you're alive! It's like, decibels, lower them, please. Um, and Gon basically tells him, like, we picked up someone and it's Maloron. It's like, he's bonding with Knuckle and in the background they're smoking a cigarette. He's like, bro fist! Yeah! It's like, yeah, um, 
And he's like, and we thought of a really great plan. We just need you to hear it and give us your input. He's like, yeah, I'll be there soon. I just need you to um, to wire some money to a bank account so I can leave. And of course, um, Gon hangs up and does that. Because you could do that through your yeah. cell phone. And he's talking to uh, Nov and Shoot. He's not Nov, Knuckle and Shoot. He's like, okay, so that's Killua. We don't have to be concerned about him anymore. He's on his way to us. So all we have left is um, Palm. And Shoot just comes with the, the knowledge layout of the palace. Like, okay, well, where well, she's going to be in the warehouse is a long corridor. It's, I think, five kilometers or 15. There's a number with five. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea because I'm horrible with those. I have like, no idea about those measurements. Basically, the only way out is through the palace. So she could possibly be in a lot of danger, but like we can't access her, so we have to trust that she's not going to do anything stupid. And Nov's whole concern as he was leaving the palace was like, Palm, please don't do anything dangerous. Like, don't do anything to risk your life because they will do worse than kill you. Yes. And uh, anything else that I'm missing in this recap? Mm -hmm. I think, oh, and Killua is leaving the place with Ikalgo. And he's like, okay, are you coming? He's like, wait, you want me to come? Like, yeah, was I the only person that thought we were friends? He's like, no, I mean, yes, it's cool that you want to be friends, though. And he gives him the speech, he hits him with the, okay, I told you thanks this time, but if you do something similar, I'm not going to tell you thanks. And I'm just like, that's kind of mean. That's kind of dickish. And he says, because we're friends, and friends don't tell each other, each other thank you for every little thing. I'm like, really? What kind of friendship do you have with people? I know, right? People like to feel appreciated when they do good things for each other, favors and stuff. Exactly. It's like, anyway, you're my friend now, if that's what you want. And if you don't want to be friends, we can just separate here. And he's like, no, I want to be friends with you. And Kilua is telling him about how dangerous it's going to be because it's not like risking your life. It's more like throwing away your life. It's like, you don't understand, sir. What stands before me is paradise. And I am ready to take it. <laughs> Kilua is like, okay, bro, but don't say I didn't warn you. Mm-hmm. You just have like a friendship squee or whatever. And then yeah. leave. Walk toward the light. Yeah. So I think that that pretty much covers both episodes. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the preview, we get some some weird crying with a what was that Pufu? Yes, it's it's Pufu. Um, the, the episode I think is called Kamugi's Gungi Gungi or the Gungi of Kamugi. One of those. Yes, one of those. And it's a shot of her, and it's a shot of Pufu being all like Bishonen. Yes. Like, turns and he's crying. And I don't know what's going on. And God and Killer were doing some gag where they're um, calling out positions um, on the Gungi table. And at the end, it just turns out to be Gon's phone number. Yes. But there's like an image of um, Pito, super deformed, sitting on a platform or a column. And then it's Gon doing the same thing, but in different locations. So. I get looking forward to more Gungi stuff, which these two episodes were sadly lacking in. 
Yes. And so Pufu, I guess, getting ready to put his plans into action because it's starting to go too far between Kamugi and the king. And we get a little bit of, uh, what's Red Guy again? Yuppie. Yuppie, yeah. Get some Yuppie. It's oh, probably it's not of him being dumb. I think we've, we've run all out of that. It's always Which I, I'll miss that forever. <laughs> I think we're never going to get another moment, like when he figures out he can fly. <laughs> he can fly, yeah. <laughs> that was possibly the best, like, uh, I don't know, cutest, whatever, moment in this arc. <laughs> so, would you take away from the episode? Would you like? Would you dislike? I thought the, the music when the girls get introduced to Bizef was kind of weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird, but I guess you're supposed to feel weird and uncomfortable because, it is you know, he's, he's like, because I was kind of guessing from the way those girls were uh, acting mm-hmm. uh, that it's like um, him choosing you possibly saves your family or some shit. Like, I guess financially, maybe? Probably. It did seem like he got them through, like, shady back-channel, like, mafia kind of deals. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that, like, you're in a situation, um, like you said, where either they're, they're saving the family financially or from death. Yeah. Um, because if he doesn't pick you, then it's possible that kill yeah. your family or you or whatever so everything that they're doing they're under like coercion so that's mm-hmm. not, that's not cool no not at all and then i also guess that this black market thing is in country mm-hmm. doing things because like they gave a shit who he was about who he was that's true and like no one's gonna care about a secretary general whatever from another country. Like, unless, like, I don't know, like, you just respect everybody or something. <laughs> I mean, you realize that he's a person in that second highest position of power. And technically highest. Mm-hmm. Because the king isn't actually doing anything. Right. And probably, I don't know what he would actually do to you if you, like, displeased him. But he's been given this basement area... Um, to do whatever he wants in. And Palm was talking about it as she was leaving. She's like, even if I escape and he figures it out, he's not going to say anything. Because mm-hmm. nobody's supposed to know what's going on down there. Which leaves him in a position that could possibly get him in a lot of trouble. Like, if there's a human caught wandering around that's not supposed to be here. Because we don't have any humans here. That's the yes. rules. Um, that would lead to them investigating what he's actually doing downstairs, and it could lead to him getting killed. Because even though they have him there because he needs to be alive to keep up the illusion that they're doing stuff the same way it's always been done in East Corto, the king might snap and kill him. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, they're not ready for the world to know that they exist, not until they have their army built. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I didn't like in 106, where it's it's a it's a really dumb thing in minor, but when he left his shoes, yeah, like it was like like you had a hole opened up already, like you couldn't like left it open for two seconds to just drop your shoes in there. You already have like other shoes and 
provisions and of like extra changes of clothes in your like 48 apartments or whatever it was <laughs> i mean it it really defeats the purpose of being stealthy because he like mm-hmm. stopped being stealthy by leaving the shoes there like, at some yeah. point someone's gonna come downstairs find the pool of blood find the shoes like obviously ants well actually i guess some of the ants now do wear shoes but um they probably guess it was a human Especially yeah. since, um... Yeah, blood. Yeah. And now, if he had, like, streaked the shoes with the blood properly, then they'd probably think, well, look, one of the shoe-wearing ants just died spontaneously. And yes. left, disappeared, left just the shoes. Yes. Some of them are dope. <laughs> but, hmm, trying to think. <laughs> yeah, they are. I did like the morale fight. Um, just because I totally forgot that it was like he kills him with carbon dioxide. And I was like, you cheap motherfucker. <laughs> so ridiculous. He didn't physically fight him. Yeah, because he's like, he had this big talk about fighting man to man, and that's like the most awesome thing ever when both people are using their nan abilities to their extent and all that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well. I mean, it's not it's not a horrible death because I mean, I'm only disappointed because that's the way he was talking. I don't mind that way of fighting. Like that's one of the reasons I love this show is because, like, uh, people with alternate win conditions, if you will, yep, um, alternate ways of fighting and being strategic and all that. That sh- that shit's awesome. But um, I I was a little disappointed, but then I remembered. That, like, oh, right, I saw this happen when I read it. Like, <laughs> I'm just disappointed in myself now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think other than uh, BZF is creepy and, yeah. like, Nav is uh, really shook up. And you're going to see him even more shook up and just, it's going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, and, he, he definitely is in a bad way. Because yeah, I, I think that he, when, as soon as he felt it, he knew. Like, he knew what was waiting for him upstairs, and he knew he wanted no part of that. And I think there's a part of him that wanted to mm. keep going upstairs, and he can't reconcile that he sort of neglected his duties. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously the fact that they could teleport into the place is going to throw everyone off guard. And, Either way, yeah. But... And he's done a lot of really good work just by getting that close because he was never expecting to be able to get inside. Yes. But because he couldn't go further and he, he's so scared that he can't fight, I think he's, he feels really guilty about it. But he's also like, it's like an inner battle in himself, which is why he shows up in worse condition later, I think. Yeah. He does, if I remember right. Um... But yeah, I think other than that, not much else happened. Uh, still, still need to see what's happening with the ants, which what will uh, with the world guard. I mean, and we'll get that next episode. So, yep. Oh yeah. Because here we had a lot of um, the protagonists running around and doing stuff, whereas the antagonists were just absent for two episodes. Yeah. Except for Leo, and Leo's plans are like nothing now because he's dead. He's dead, and yeah. It's sad that he was, like, a pathetic, horrible person. Because, like, I love lions. That's my favorite animal. 
Like he's... my favorite non-dinosaur animal. He's probably mixed with other stuff. <laughs>